Welcome to the podcast, People More Interesting Than Me. I'm your host, Michael Strumsky. This week, I spoke with Adrian Smood about the wild life adventures he has encountered just by saying yes. He discusses how dyslexia hasn't stopped him from writing a book and how an early eviction led to a profitable real estate career. From running a nude 5K to running a successful company, Adrian follows his own advice of having fun while working hard. Enjoy. Today I have with me is Adrian Smood. How are you doing today, sir? Wonderful, Michael. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. Uh, obviously, this is, I, I didn't say this before we started, but this is my first episode back um, since like baby number two. So obviously you can tell by my flush face. And also, I don't know if you do this. It doesn't look like you you do the thing with the, the two fingers above the atoms, right? Yeah, I usually bring it up. Two fingers. And then I was like, for the next two weeks, I'm just going to grow it all out. I haven't done this since I was like in college. Oh, you're not look. just like itching. Uh, No, that's yeah, especially because I don't shower every day right now. So, yes, it gets pretty, pretty bad. But um, so I just wanted to give listeners a heads up, you a heads up that this is not going to be the same high level that people expect from me every week. And I wanted to apologize to you in advance. That's all. I think you're going great. The only reason I even trim this is it's itchy. It's not for looks. It's just for myself. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, that's the main reason. Like every once in a while, I'll I'll just completely shave because of the itch. That's like the only reason or it just looks really like homeless. I look homeless. That's that's the issue. Um, but today we're going to talk about you just because of all my guests. Usually they have one big thing going for them, but you you have multiple things going for you. Like I'm looking at this long list of stuff that we're all going to hit on today. Um, but let's just start off with the first thing on my list. So a lot of people, they, they drive towards uh, getting certifications and stuff like that because they have like an angle or like, like for example, Boy Scouts. You, you join the Boy Scouts, obviously you're a kid, you want to go camping, but your angle is Eagle Scout or uh, you buy an expensive mountain bike, get the certification because you love mountain bike. But you have scuba certification and a concealed weapons permit. What what went through your mind? Let's start with scuba. What went through your mind when you were trying to get a scuba? Well, my friend's mom said she was going to go get her scuba certification. My friend said, oh, I'll go too. So I said, I'll go too. That was it. And that, I didn't do any research. She just said she was going on that day and I went and got it. And it sounded like fun and random. And have you have you gone scuba since? Yes, I have. And I did my checkout dives. And then every time I've been back since, it's been so many years, they required me to get recertified, which is really just paying a little bit of money and a refresher. But I always do it because the consequence in that world is you die. Yeah, no, I totally get that. It's all on yourself. So I actually kind of want the refresher. Yeah, so I've been scuba before, but the thing that reminds me of it is they had a Groupon for skydiving. 
in <laughs> like Virginia and they literally give you a five, even though it's, it's tandem though, you're not doing it by yourself. That one takes much longer, but literally they give you five minutes of training I had before I did it. Oh, wow. I've and, been, I was going to say, I've been uh, skydiving three times and I definitely had more than five minutes of training. Yeah. That's why you don't go to a place with a Groupon because they're, they're literally just trying to get numbers like off, off the plane. Um, mm -hmm. So tell me more about the concealed weapons permit. Well, you just spoke of Groupon. We bought it on Groupon, <laughs> the test. And my good friend, actually the same friend that went with his mom, Charlie, we bought it and we were actually hungover one day. We looked at our phone when we woke up and we're like, oh, we were supposed to be there 30 minutes ago. We called the place up and they said, yeah, sure, still come. There and had a miserable th three hours, I think, sitting in class because we didn't bring water or anything. And really the test to make sure that you can get your permit is you have to shoot the gun once. You don't have to do anything else. So I had my concealed weapons permit at least for no, probably eight years without even owning a gun. Uh, I just crazy. got it. It was a random thing to have. Um, it is fun to go to a bar and back when they actually ID'd me. And when they would ID me, I'd hand them my concealed weapons permit. And they kind of freak out a little bit. And sometimes they let me get a drink. And sometimes they make me show my real license. But it's that's the most use I've gotten out of it so far. Okay. No, I, I just thought that was fascinating, especially since you put it first on your list, those two certifications. I always wanted to go get my, since we're talking about certifications, my forklift and like all the different machineries. I had a forklift certification within Walmart when I worked there, mm -hmm. but I just wanted to go get them for all different stuff just to have them because I want to make a resume of all this random crazy stuff that I had in my life that was not for the job I'd ever want to go for. Mm -hmm. Just be fun. So I guess, what do you do? I, I, I want to work up to what you're doing now, obviously, because you've got so many things going on. But where, where do you think you first, I guess, got on the path of something that you actually enjoyed? Let's put it that way. I think I've enjoyed most things I've ever done. I even enjoyed when I worked at Walmart. Uh, I've had very few uh, real jobs and putting that in quotes. And I worked at a restaurant for like two weeks and I ate a lot because every time I went to the cooler, the guys taught me like you grab a piece of cheesecake or something. You always put extra shrimp in the fryer and that wasn't good for my health, but I also didn't enjoy it. So I didn't enjoy it, meaning like just I had to be somewhere. I worked at the YMCA for a bit. I loved it, except for I knew where I had to be every Thursday at noon. I worked eight hours a week. And I still just mentally, the fact I knew where I was going to be in three months, six months of the year, didn't like that because of that. And Walmart, like I said, I enjoyed the people and stuff. But um, a funny story is how I quit is I had left my Walmart, went to another one for a little bit, and then came back to the Plant City one. This has probably been there three and a half years. And we had a new manager, store manager. And before I was there, I basically worked when I wanted. They put a schedule out, but the co-manager essentially just said, get the job done. I took care of the grocery back room. And he's like, make sure the job's done. So some weeks I worked maybe two or three hours because I had some exams in college. 
And some weeks I worked 90 hours because he needed me because he had an inspection coming in. So it was a true give pull. Well, the store manager, new one, said, we have a schedule and you have to work it. I said, well, I, I get that, but this really doesn't work for me. And she's like, nope, you work what we say. And I said, listen, I have another part-time job-ish that I get paid a lot more than here. And I really don't need to work here. And she got pissed. I said, you know, it is really nice to meet you. I'm going to go now. And I walked out of her office and it was an awesome feeling. So I've quit two jobs in my life. Very similar situations. It's just an awesome feeling. And to where was I really going with all that? Uh, eventually, I started traveling and I worked for third party marketing companies. So I could be representing Coca-Cola, DirecTV, AT&T, Verizon, Wendy's, different uh, banks, all different businesses. And I would go in, set up an event, give away free stuff, get people to sign up for something, have people ride in simulators, uh, NASCAR. I mean, it was, I traveled the U.S. Mm -hmm. I, I, it seemed like I keep bringing up Charlie with my best friend, Charlie. And our first year on the road, we did 38 states, 53,000 miles in eight months. I mean, we saw the country. It was awesome. And, but we controlled our time a little bit, you know, then we had certain places. And I just love that, but that's also not a life if you want forever where you're always traveling. And my parents are entrepreneurs, my cousins are, my uncle, a lot of my family. And I end up in real estate because it kind of made sense. And really, it's because I can control my time. And I love to control my time. If I want to work 80 hours a week, or I want to work zero, or I want to tomorrow decide, hey, I'm going to go to South Carolina to help a friend, I can do it. That's why I like it. So you would say time is kind of what your your passion is. You know what I mean? Like management yes. of your time, not necessarily what you're doing in the, well, something that it sounds like something that actually interests you, but it's more like you have to be in the right mood or yeah, right mood to yeah. do it. Yeah. I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, literally controlling my time and choosing what I want to do. Now, I'm not saying every part of my day I enjoy doing. It's just not where I'm at yet. That's the goal, of course. And and that South Carolina thing is true. Uh, it was a week ago on, not this last Friday, but the Friday before, a friend was going to be going helping another friend in South Carolina, moving some stuff. And he really needed some help. And I said, hey, I'm going to be up there later in the week. Why don't I just come up early and help? I was able to do that. And then I, it worked out perfect because then I could spend more time with my friend that I didn't realize I wasn't going to see him and her because they were going to be working. But my freedom to be able to make that last minute decision and do it is why I do this because I created a geographically free business, meaning right now I am at home, but I could also be anywhere in the world that has internet and still be doing this podcast and I could still be running my business. You could be anywhere right now. I mean, you could be, could, we'll, we'll just say you're in some somewhere cool. Where would somewhere cool be right now? I don't know. Alaska. I, I, I was just going to say Alaska. Uh, awesome. It was like, where is somewhere cold right now that is very distant and nobody's going to bother me? Alaska. And beautiful. I haven't been there yet, but it's on my bucket list. Yeah. It's just like, when do you go to Alaska? Like the summer or the winter? I just. Well, I've done a lot of research. I, I could fill a whole podcast on it. <laughs> we were supposed to go, go in 2020, but obviously 
Yeah, makes the sense. World had a different choice for us. I I just interviewed like two two mushers who did the Iditarod like for the last ten, I think twelve years, and they were it was awesome. So that's one thing I that would be cool. Well, you don't really get to see it, but I don't know. It'd be cool to go to. Sorry, back on to you. Uh, so you said real estate is what you got into. Can you start me on like I guess. Well, like, how did you first dive into it? Let's put it that way. Well, I started, like most people, as a tenant. Mm -hmm. uh, my friends and I, it was that Charlie guy plus some other guys, and we were renting a place, uh, local, and we were terrible tenants. Uh, like, we got eviction notices for spaghetti wrestling parties, mud wrestling parties, putting wrestling parties, parking a motorcycle inside the living room, all of these random reasons, like, you don't rank to 20 year old Adrian. And because we got evicted, I decided to buy a house. And back then you didn't need anything. You just signed paperwork and they hand you the keys to the house. Well, I moved the same friends in and I divided my mortgage up amongst them so that I would live for free, which is really cool. So I said, why don't I do this again? I did it again. The next time I was losing a little bit every month. But the bank said, it's okay. You refinance in a few years. Everything's great. Real estate goes straight up. Well, in a few years, it wasn't. It was coming down. And I eventually gave that house up as a short sale and lost it. But it still stuck with me, like what was happening in that original house. I bought it right. I was renting it to my friends right. And it gave me that freedom because I didn't work for six months. So I lived off like $5 a day eating tuna and the little Lipton noodle packets. That was like my staple item because they were each, it was like a dollar 75 for the two of them. Mm -hmm. And then a few years later, I got back into real estate. And since then, I, I grew a little slow. Like what, seven years ago, I really jumped into the mobile home side. So for the people watching, I actually own this one behind me. It comes with most of its sighting. It's scary to most people. And well, because I'm on your show, you, you know, I like to be different. I'm a little weird. Or you wouldn't be having me. And that's one <laughs> interesting. Well, interesting, weird. Um, I, I, both of those are compliments to me. And I, so I buy these mobile homes that everyone else is scared of. It's one of my ways of being different. And then I found out really good cash flow. And that is one of the ways I've created the freedom because I replaced income by working for hours with these mobile homes. And then I started teaching it. And now that's what I do. I, I travel around. I teach. I just put on an event teaching people how to do the same thing. And it's it's a passion of mine to teach. I found it, find it fun. Obviously, I like talking because I won't shut up right now. And it's also just a way of giving back. You know, so many people taught me. And if I don't take that information and pass it on, the information might die. And, and it I seems like a waste too, right? It seems like yeah. a waste. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I, I think that's a sin to allow like really good information to die. Like wins of how to do it, but also like how you failed, because that's just as important sometimes. And I feel like I'm a relatable person. So I I'm not just like everything works perfect. I'm I'm realistic that people can relate to, which makes it I think a little easier to like, all right, well, this guy can do it because I'm I don't think I'm anything special. I'm I, well, I found out last year I'm dyslexic and I even wrote a book. So I, I tell you like if I dyslexic guy can write a book, you can buy some mobile homes. Like 
<laughs> I was in yeah. remedial classes all through elementary school, middle school, high school. My eight-year college career that only got me a two-year degree, and it wasn't because I was playing some sports. It just kept paying the college. So looking at the mobile homes, do you – I, you mentioned hours. Do you see it as like when you get a mobile home, this is like, oh, this is going to be like uh, three months of like, like burn rate for you, like normal personal burn rate, not like. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, when I started out, I was going and working on properties. I mean, I, I have probably either done myself or helped someone do every part of a property, roof, plumbing, floors. I mean, everything which is good because I learned how to do it at that time. I didn't have the money to pay. So I, I had to do it, but nowadays, no, I hire people. Uh, there's times I never even see the property uh, because I have a pretty good crew now. And mm-hmm. even if I don't, I need to hire someone new. If I go to hire you, Hey, can you fix this? And you quote me? Yeah, I'll do it. It's going to take me three weeks. Like, what are you talking about? It takes me three weeks. It's going to take me three weeks. You should be able to get it done faster. You're a professional, right? So it gives me some gauge on some people. And I just have a good team now. And we we pay them on time. Like, it's crazy. You just pay people on time. They love you. Because so many people don't do that. That's one of our... We do what we say we're going to do. And I have a great team. I have an amazing office manager, Jill. Uh, she's a part of the way I'm able to have a little bit of freedom. If I didn't have her helping to run some things... I would be spending a little bit more time, but I probably would schedule or automate. I'd find some systems, someone smarter than me to set up some technology. So I guess where where you're at right now, where do you where would you say you see yourself in, let's say, five years? Five years is a really long time from now. But in five years, I am I'm gonna be way more out of the business. I'm not going to be working in it probably at all. Uh, Jill will be totally running it. We're working on a few other things. We're still going to be buying mobile homes because there's always people that need help. And in all pieces, of it, I like to promote people and help people connect all of that. My education business is going to be an essentially autopilot where I show up, teach and speak, and the rest of it's done for me. So I'm just going to do just the pieces I really, really love within the businesses. And I don't really know where I'm going to live. Uh, I have a life vision and I have a business vision. Like this is like what the future is supposed to look like. I suspect in five years, I'm already going to go through two or three of those because I seem like I, I mean, I, I write up what I want my future life to look like and I usually accomplish it pretty quick. But mm-hmm. my future one right now oddly describes like somewhere like Blue Ridge in the mountains, uh, which I'd didn't really put all that together until it's already written. And I live in Florida, so I, I don't know what that looks like. I'm not sure if that means maybe I go up there. Or I have two places, but I, I do love the mountains and the nature. It's something with nature. I love hearing the birds uh, in the winter months for Florida or the actual seasons. If I'm traveling, I like to go camping a little bit as long as I'm not going to sweat because I am a fair weather camper. <laughs> I just love Going to sleep with the crickets, waking up with the birds and having that cool breeze. I just like nature a lot. Um, I don't know, still helping people. And I I don't really know what what life will bring me. I think that's been one of my keys when I really look recently is I've just been able to flex and bend. 
you know, I had this thing that I was going to go to school and do computers. And then I quickly realized I'm going to hate it if I do that all the time. I don't know how many times I have changed what I was going to do, but it's just kind of like an opportunity came up and I was like, Oh, that's fun. And I followed it. If I had this one thing, I am going to be a fireman. I might be happy there, but I wouldn't have all these crazy, interesting stories. I, I know I'll be traveling in five years. I'm going to have a massive amount of traveling done because I haven't gone out of the country in two years and I usually do that yearly. So I don't know. I, I have a few continents left. I haven't done uh, Australia and Antarctica within five years. I'll definitely have gone to Alaska because I want to bring my dad there. And Wherever you pick up the phone and say, hey, you want to go or do this? And it sounds random and fun. And I'm gonna be like, yeah, that's interesting. So that got that kind of leads into a question I wanted to ask. And I guess it's best time, if any, is you said in your little uh, reply, you've done a 5K, a nude 5K. Oh. Kind of explain that just because, A, I didn't even know that there was news colonies. I think the one I looked at was in California. But the one you're talking about is in Florida. Elaborate on yeah, that because um, I think that's fascinating. Not for a perverted sense, but more like <laughs> the organization. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, just, I guess explain it from your just end, I guess. No, just north of Tampa, there's Lutz. That's a little area, and most people don't know of it. But Lutz has numerous nudist colonies. Like, it's a concrete fenced wall. And it's just apartments or houses all inside and all inside of there, you're allowed to be nude, but you can also be wear just a shirt pants. I mean, there's like basically no rules on that. One of my friends, uh, a little bit, he dated a girl that her parents like worked there and were members there. So he kind of knew about it since there. And I think he's the one that said, Hey, they're doing a, they do a 5K every single year. I want to go one year. It's like, sure. I've never ran a 5K, like an organized one. I've gone out and ran maybe once or twice that far. And so him and one other friend, we met up and we got there real early and we're out in the parking lot. We realized like we're there really early. We're hanging out naked and somebody else pulls up and it's these younger ladies and they were really embarrassed because they, they said they were there to like get over their own body self image. Like, there's gonna be no one young here, it's all gonna be older people. And the first people they see are late 20s guys <laughs> that were all in decent shape. Uh, so it was, but it was fun. Um, I mean, you just do the run around there and then you get access to the pool and the bar area for the rest of the day. And we hung out, it was. One weird odd point, and it was only weird for us because we're not used to it. We turned a corner and there were some kids like eight, nine, ten age. Yeah. And for us, we it was like weird. Like we shouldn't be there. But that was a good like mental point for me. It's like it was weird for us because we made it weird. It wasn't weird for them. They weren't like over there staring or anything, or like you know, you were joking around about perverted. It was nothing like that. It was yeah. normal to them, so it's it wasn't a, weird. It's like a me saying cultural isn't the correct thing, but I mean, for example, the Japanese, you know how they have those uh, hot springs, and it's like completely normal to be, or 
you belong to a gym, I assume, sometimes. And you know how there's that 80-year-old man who's just, like, going around like it's nobody's business. Like, he'll he'll go from – it's like he's doing laps in the bathroom. You know what I mean? Like, completely naked. And it's completely normal to him. Where, like, everybody else is, like, I don't know, thinking of that leather satchel they had in college. But, uh, but yeah, it, it, I just think that's really interesting just because like you said, it's completely different. It's it's not bad. It's just something that makes your brain kind of like do a flip. Yeah. It's like, I mean, why does it have to be weird? That's like in my mind a lot. That was like a thing I learned from that. Why do we make things weird? Cause it wouldn't have been weird if we didn't make it weird. And it was, it was fun. It was just a random thing. Someone said, hey, do you want to do it? And I was like, okay. It's pretty hard to find something that I won't do that someone else is going to do. And they bring it up. And I'm like, sure, that sounds like fun. Having fun, unique experiences is in that life vision, I said. Like I went gator hunting a few weeks ago. Never had that on my bucket list or anything to do. And my brother had gotten a gator tag. I said, do you want to go gator hunting? And I was able to get back in town early and went gator hunting. How was it? It was a lot of fun. I didn't, it was a lot of fun and slow. I thought like hunting, it would be just like this real fast pace and chasing them around. You kind of drop the fishing line and you wait for them to get on a fishing line. I was like, what? And, you know, we just basically let him tire himself out and then we pulled him up and you, you hit him with the bang stick so that it kills him right in the back of the head instantly. But I was like, and then we just slowed down. I was like, oh, okay. It was fun. <laughs> We're done. Cleaning him, gutting him, or whatever, de-skinning him, the, that took longer than the whole hunt. That sounds like the worst skinning I could ever imagine. Uh, oh. Feather. If it had feathers, too, it would be the worst, too. Because I would imagine it's very tough. Like, Yeah, it, it is. And I didn't... We. We killed a rooster to eat once. He attacked my mom. So you don't normally eat, kill and eat roosters, but we did. And my brother, I think he boiled them. I think that's how the feathers came out. I just helped, you know, facilitate uh, that. We also had to kill a pig once because a pig attacked my mom. Um, my parents have a bunch of animals. And, you know, if one of them attacks, we have to numerous times and gets aggressive. We have to make sure that our mom's protected and, you know, we do it in a humane way. My brother researches everything that's the most humane way to do it. And then we have a big roaster or whatever it is going to be. And yeah, we eat them. makes sense. There's one question. I think I hit all the things you gave me. What is, and this is the closing question. So take your time to think about what you want to say for it. And this is the one I ask everybody at the end. And I, rattle on like this telling one simple question. So uh, what is something that your parents did that you would like to pass on to a next generation, not necessarily your kids, but just to mankind? I think have fun. Um, I think that would be the quickest way to sum it up is to have fun. Uh, the thing that's coming to my mind when I say that is travel. You know, we, we traveled a lot and, you know, we wouldn't be highways and going on the touristy things. We would stay in a 
I mean, we stayed in a hotel in some country that had a hole in the ground to go to the bathroom. And, you know, we, we've stayed in, we'll say nicer places and we've done both sides. And, uh, we've gone on lots of cruises. So we live in Florida and a lot of times people just get on the cruise and they do what the cruise has a little tour that's already set up. My dad just says, forget that we get off the ship. He goes and finds a local person and says, how much to drive us around for the entire day and get in a local person's car and they just bring you places. So you, you eat where the locals eat and, and you get to see what they do and, and really experience the, the people. We go and see the a little touristy stuff, but and just have fun in that manner. Uh, I, entrepreneurs can't come into my head, but that's really not for everyone uh, being an entrepreneur. Um, having fun in, like in the moment, having fun too, not waiting until you're 60 mm-hmm. and until you're retiring or something like that. Because we did that. I mean, from as long as I can remember, you know, I see so many people. I'm going to parent here without being a parent. So I'm going to tell you how to raise your kids real quick. All right. Uh, I always feel terrible when I try to do that. But, you know, I see so many people not bring their kids anywhere because, oh, they're only they're six months old, you know, or oh, they won't enjoy that until they're 10. I my parents brought us everywhere as much as I remember. And we traveled the world before I was five. And then I was five for a really long time because we got discounts at hotels or I was stay for free. So my dad's like, you're five. And I'm like, no, I'm seven. You're five. And, you know, so maybe that was a little lie there, but it was fun. You know, he brought us different places. And I think that's one way I, ha- I have different cultures of experience. And I've seen my brother has traveled. I mean, to some more remote places than I've ever been. And I mean, he's been in a part of it was either India or Thailand. I can't remember which part. And he was the first white person they had ever seen. That is hard to understand as an American because we see every skin tone, every culture. We have everyone here. And to be the first of a culture for a person to ever see because they're so remote out there. I don't know. I, I just, that's a, I think a kind of a cool thing. He's another country. He was one of the first Americans to go in like 40 something years to that country. And um, so he's done some really remote things. And I've done, uh, we'll say similar with all my travels, but we got that sense from our parents. So I answered it in a really long way. Have fun. Don't. That's good. Don't. uh, Don't wait to bring your kids and give them experiences. And. And just go and enjoy it because, you know, I'll get a little deep here. You don't know when your time's up. Mm -hmm. You know, we hear that all the time, but I have had that hit pretty close a few times. Um, Luckily, not someone very close to me uh, yet. I have some people that are are very close, but um, some very close friends have had like sudden significant others and young, healthy, nothing was showing and we just don't know you know again we hear that all the time but at least i never comprehended it until it started to happen a little bit and it's just a shame when you didn't get to do those things and then i could also nerd out on there's actually science of our personalities before the age of five of being kind of shaped so if you don't get your kids to experience all that fun and have fun with them then they probably aren't going to want to after the age of five like 
it's wild to me how our personalities are kind of set by five years old. So that's it. Have fun. Whatever your definition of fun is. That's good. That's a good way to end that. And the other side of the question is the exact opposite. What is something that you would kind of do differently that your parents did with you? Hmm. Within the um, entrepreneur side is uh, rely on others. Like um, build a good team. Um, most entrepreneurs, small businesses kind of do it all themselves. And uh, I'll say play small because that's what's comfortable. I mean, it's it's a scary thing being in a business on your own. And if I didn't have the right network like pushing me, hey, get the right people to do this because you're not good at it. And pay them a lot of money. And it's like, I can't afford it. I can't afford it. But when you take that leap of faith that enough other people believe in you and they've done it before. Uh, so doing stuff like that, and I would say on the personal side, because that's probably what's the most important. Um, Man, I, I'm i just going to go with the opposite of what I said. You know, don't be stiff and boring. <laughs> uh, I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head because I, mean, I find everything is a learning experience. You know, I can my childhood wasn't perfect. I mean, you know, I'd be lying if I said it was. But I, I've taken those as as learning experiences now, you know, and I've learned from them and I wouldn't go back and change them. Even the, you know, the not so great times. Uh, I, I remember being spanked for farting, um, you know, so obviously if I remember that it left an impact, but I wouldn't go back and change that because well, that, that could be your you answer. That could be your answer, though. Don't 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 spank for farting. There, there's your answer. Well, no, I don't. I don't think so, because look, it just made you laugh. And to me, it's worth it now. My my sore butt that day <laughs> was worth it because I made you laugh and I made other laugh, people laugh by telling that story. So one sore butt for making multiple people laugh, this is worth it to me. There's another good life lesson right there. Sore butt, <laughs> three laughs. Well, thank you very much, sir, for joining me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And it was, I, I knew it was going to be interesting, but it was much more interesting than I was, I thought it was going to be. And it was from all different angles. It wasn't just one hard hitting thing. I appreciate you having me on here. You know, I've, been on a lot of podcasts and a lot of times it's the business i get to tell my story and it's fun but this is a lot of fun yeah <laughs> you know, talking about random interesting things the most interesting i usually get in that world is talking about my evictions and then uh, oh, oh, really that does sound good give me a good 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 eviction story how about that uh well well i was really referring to me being evicted but for me uh. evicting others we had someone leave a giant bucket of feces. Oh, okay. At the property after we evicted them. And I had agreed with him I was not going to sign the final paperwork to put it on his record. But when we found that there, and luckily it was not me that found it, it was my cleaner. She's like, I have to charge you more. I was like, why? And she told me, I was like, Okay. Okay, we'll pay it. I'll pay it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not cleaning it up. Yes. But man, we we filed that. I mean, I spent the money to make sure it was on his record. That that's a that's, that's a message. A crap, crappy thing to to do. <laughs> um, but the other thing I get to usually kind of laugh at with is I, I wear speedos. And and a lot of people don't do that. And I 
Actually, I just posted today of a picture of me jumping into the water with my Speedo that says my wife buys mobile homes. I said, who's ready to jump in to learn about mobile home investing? There you so go. It's That's perfect. fun marketing. That's usually the most fun, weird, interesting stuff I get to talk about on podcasts. So I appreciate you having this one so I can really let out and, and talk no. about all my random stuff. That's like, good. That's good. Just because I was like, I looked at a couple of podcasts you had done before and it was all talking about like ROI and like, like reinvestment. When do I see a profit? And I'm like, we are not going to talk about that. That is like, that that's business. This is pleasure. Uh, yeah. But, but again, thank you again. Awesome, man. I really appreciate you here. Yeah, this no problem. If you like this week's episode of People More Interesting Than Me, please follow me on Apple Podcasts so you won't miss out on more episodes like these.